everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agency Nation Radio, where every week, Marty, Agatha, and myself dive into uh, the issues impacting your insurance business in terms of marketing, sales, and technology. Marty, say hello to everyone. Howdy, everybody. We have a little different episode this week, not, not so much in that we won't be talking about the things that I just mentioned, but we've had, uh, we received questions from agents all the time. Uh, Marty, I know you do. I know I do. And uh, actually, I love it. It's one of my favorite parts of the job is when an agent will reach out to us with a question about how uh, can they use uh, different technology, different tools, different tactics, strategies to help improve their insurance business. This is how we drive the industry forward. And uh, you know, when someone sends me an email or hits me up on Facebook or what have you, I, I find it to be uh, one of the, the more fulfilling parts of the job. Um, so if, if you guys have questions, if anyone listening has questions about what's going on, something that's happening in the space, and, and you'd like to get our feedback on it, and you'd like it to be on a future show, uh, we can use your name or not, that doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, if you'd like to submit a question or, or just interact with us, uh, Ryan dot. Hanley at TrustedChoice.com, or you can hit up Marty, Marty.Agather at TrustedChoice.com. So let's get right into the content today. You know, Marty, we, everyone says they don't like to hear us uh, blather or uh, bloviate, as I think is the, was the word that was used. So we won't. We'll get right into the content and we'll bloviate throughout the content instead of before the content. Uh, so our first question at, at uh, least we're truthful on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so our first question comes from uh, an agent and he asks, "What are your thoughts on creating a personal website highlighting your experience and expertise in certain niche markets? Has anyone done this in the past? Did they have success?" So uh, I'd like to take this one first if you don't mind Marty. Uh, this is actually how my whole digital marketing, inbound marketing uh, career started was I was a boots on the ground producer. I was not a very good producer. I hated cold calling. I hated doing all the traditional stuff. Um, And I found, uh, I'm not going to go into the whole story because uh, you should have your local state association hire me to come in and talk to you and I'll tell you that full story. Uh, But in terms of of how this works... um, I went to my principal and I said, I'd like to blog on our agency's website. And he uh, said no for many different reasons. This was also 2008, 2009. So uh, think about how insurance principals, insurance agency principals respond to digital marketing today and magnify that about 15,000 times uh, back in 2008, 2009. So uh, I was lucky enough that he did allow me to. Uh, create my own website. So I just kind of, I hadn't thought this through when he, I, I kind of wasn't expecting him to say no to me uh, creating content on our own website for some reason. And uh, when he said no, I said, well, what if I did it on my own website? And he said yes to that. And that started my whole career. So uh, RyanHanley.com, which is now a personal marketing website, that started as I start. I, I labeled myself the Albany insurance professional. I uh, my niche wasn't necessarily a specific line of business, but it was uh, the local market, the local Albany, greater upstate New York market. And um, I started creating content, uh, branded our agency, but, but in that specific market and, and found it to be an incredibly fruitful process. So 
um, for producers who, who don't have access to the company website, uh, creating your own website, if you can, if you can make that happen, uh, I found to be an incredibly valuable experience. Can I jump in here? That, that, that pause there was your welcome to come in and, and contribute. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so first of all, I guess I'm, I'm going to comment from um, a more generic or high-level perspective, which is just more about content on your expertise or niche. And I think, Ryan, I speak for both of us when I say that this is one of the most powerful things you can do is to explain to your customers and your prospects exactly what you do in extraordinary detail. And, um, you know, I have a, I have a saying that, that, that uh, I write any insurance for everybody resonates with exactly nobody. Right. So the more and more specific we can be about telling people what we specialize in, more than likely you are going to hit their hot button because they've got a very specific problem that they need an answer to. And if you're talking about their problem, um, you very, very well may be the person that they turn to to solve that problem because you know about it. You're proving your expertise in every post. And so I think this is this is a hugely valuable thing, whether you're doing it on the agency website or as as this uh, questioner asked on an individual website. But I'm going to go one step further, and um, Ryan, I want you to compare and contrast on how you think that process, where that process would be better. Let's assume you do have 100% editorial freedom on the agency website. Would your answer be to do it on the agency website or to do it on your personal website and, and build your personal brand? Tell so me how you think. if you have access to the agency website and you can write under your own byline, meaning uh, you can put your name attached to the content uh, and uh, there is a compensation structure set up where uh, leads that come in through content you've created – uh, you have full access to and a, and a commission split or whatever, a compensation structure that uh, you, you are happy with, then I would always work on the agency's website first. So this is what I found uh, when I was creating uh, off my own site, as though it, it was still very powerful and uh, still got a lot of attention and it did uh, really help to brand me and my expertise there was this natural psychological barrier for consumers. You know, why is he writing on his own site? Why isn't he part of the agency? Is he an agency? Is he just a blogger? You know, there is this natural ambiguity. Now, some of that can be dispelled through just better branding. Again, this was very early in my career, so I was making a lot of classic mistakes. Uh, but uh, I do think that if you have the ability to write on the agency's site, I would do that first. Now, here is, here's one caveat to that, is if you have a very specific niche outside of what the rest of the agency writes. So let's say the agency is very generalist, but you have this um, uh, auto mechanic repair expertise that is unique to you. I think in that case... A co-branded standalone site can have value. Now, it's going to be a lot of work. You're going to be starting from zero. But I do think in that case, 
a, a standalone site that's either uh, you know your name or some sort of keyword or or something that uh, is branded towards that that niche. I think that can be an incredibly powerful tool, but I would only do that in the case where um, it would you know that it would get lost in the general agency message, right? So uh, if you just have a you know you write a few different things and you want to create content, then uh, that's I would do that inside the website. If you have a very specific niche that you think you could really set yourself apart, if you had a place that you could talk only about that thing, then I would consider it peeling. I would consider peeling it off and uh, creating a new website around it. All right, so I'm going to go back to something you said earlier, and I'm going to expose it for the ludicrous statement that it is. All right, so. Um, you, you indicated that uh, the only way you'd think about doing this is if um, you had, you know, the rights to the ownership of, ownership of um, those leads that were coming in from the effort that you extended, expended writing all that content, putting that together, your time and effort, okay? This is the functional equivalent of Somebody saying, Ryan, go out and cold call. I want you to run around on the old shoe leather and knock on doors and get expirations. But when you come back in, you're going to split those up with other people here in the agency. That is asinine. Okay, those are your efforts. You're working that. Would anybody ever say that to somebody who was out on Doing that, knocking down doors and getting appointments, dialing for dollars, right? Marty, so let me put a little context to what you're saying because uh, yeah. I know where you came into this, but I, I just want to make sure that everyone's following along. So what Marty is explaining right now is uh, a problem that we see quite often and I see all the time when I'm uh, speaking out of state associations is uh, producers will come up and say, you know, I would really love to uh, contribute content and start creating content on my website, but... Uh, we're having a really hard time inside our agency understanding how to kind of split up or or divvy out or whatever the, the the leads that come in through the website and ultimately how to be compensated for them. Um, this is very, very simple. So I'm just going to put a pin in this whole issue. Here's how you do it. If you have multiple people writing, you create a separate capture form uh, for each one, or you put their cell phone numbers on it instead of the office phone. And um, that way, if someone contacts somebody through their specific blog post, then uh, that person is captured through them. And then they get the standard commission split, whatever that is in your agency, as if they had gone out and cold called the business. That is how you do this. Yeah. Um, so, there is so- no... The, these referrals that come through the website should not be... Um, given any less commission, they should not just be divvied up between all the producers because there's no way that everyone is contributing content at the same level. Um, there are some very simple and easy ways to make sure that you're tagging the business that comes through uh, certain pieces of content. If it's only one person, like was the case for me, I was the only one contributing content, then just give everything that comes to the website to that person. Um, you're going to get, as a, as a principal listening to this, you're going to get that business back um, through the standard split that you have with them. So uh, if you want them to keep working on it, you, these, this is the way it has to be set up. The fastest way for these things to fail is we try to, to pretend like stuff that comes to the website um, 
isn't driven by the people creating content. So they either divvy them up or they reduce the commission and then no one wants to create content because why would you put your efforts into something that you make less money on? So let me, let me simplify that down just a little bit. So let's, let's go back to Ryan's example where our agency has a specialty in uh, automotive repair garages, right? So garage keepers, liability, that kind of stuff. Ryan and I both are writing content um, for this niche because that's what our agency specializes in. What Ryan said, and the key part of this is when Marty writes an article, he says, interested in more information, click this link at the bottom of mine. And when that form opens up, there is an identifier that says that this is a piece of business that Marty generated. And every time Ryan writes an article for the same exact niche, his form says, if you want more information, click here. And that opens a form that is uniquely identified with Ryan's. And in that way, we are both receiving credit for the work we're doing. We're working together. And maybe you're in a niche where there's a ton of business out there and you need a ton of content in order to address it all, right? Because you got uh, paint shops, you got fender repair, you got, uh, uh, you know, mechanical repair. So when I, my car is not starting or I have the caliper issue that uh, Ryan talks about, all those kind of things. So there's a ton of content we could be creating. And Ryan and I are doing it together because we really want to attack this niche because we're garageinsurance.com or whatever the heck we are. Um, so that's the easy way to do it. You can set it up so that everybody gets their appropriate credit. But that way, if I only write one article and most of the leads are coming in off of all the articles Ryan's working, Ryan gets those and I have no right to say anything because those people are responding to what Ryan's doing. Yeah, and uh, what Marty described may sound super technical. It's really not. It's very easy. Uh, if you're on a WordPress site, which you know just about every agency who's listening to this, they should be on a WordPress website. There are plugins, free plugins that can help you do this. Uh, any webmaster can do this in a matter of minutes. So this, this is relatively easy stuff. Even if you don't personally know how to do it, uh, this is a relatively easy fix. So uh, to get back to the, to the question and just kind of put a bow in it because I want to uh, get to the, the other topics that we have today. We have one more question too that I want to answer. Um, I think the answer is yes. If you can peel off uh, a specific a website based around a very specific niche with the idea of establishing yourself as the thought leader, the leader in providing insurance for that specific industry or area or whatever that niche is, um, I would say 100% go ahead and do that. Uh, but always have your agency's um, kind of blessing. Don't just go out and do this on the side. That's a really good way to start problems inside your agency. Uh, make sure that everything is 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 you know, kind of on the up and up. Everyone's aware of everything that's going on. Um, but there, that is definitely a high quality, um, profitable strategy if executed properly. And the very last thing I want to say on this, Marty, before we move to our next question is uh, if all else fails, you can always use LinkedIn Publisher, the, 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 the piece of LinkedIn that allows you to create long-form content. It's not perfect. It doesn't rank very well in search, but in an effort to create content and get it out to your target market, uh, LinkedIn Publisher is another option. It is not the preferred option. You always want to create on a platform that uh, you own, um, and own is used loosely, uh, because if you're a producer, you may not own the website, but you know 
Google can't come in and just take your website down, right? Um, but in LinkedIn, if you're creating content in LinkedIn, something could happen, they could change something, and all that content could be gone, potentially. So not the best option, but an option as a last resort. So, uh, Marty, unless you have anything else, I want to I wanna jump over to our next question here. That's fine. So we got another question, again, from another, uh, another agent. And this agent asks, uh, what is the economic value of a customer posting a positive message about our agency to their Facebook page. So uh, let me break that down. So basically, he's he's wondering um, what is kind of what kind of impact, what kind of you know, even though economic value is you know, it's not we're going to be able to put a dollar value on it, but what kind of value should we consider uh, when someone posts about their agency on, on their own Facebook page? So uh, this is um, this is this is a really interesting question. Uh, Marty, I know you've some thoughts, so I'm going to shoot it over to you. Thanks. You know, so, so first of all, we've all heard the old uh, hackneyed phrase, any press is good press, right? So to some degree, that that's exactly where this falls. You've got, you've got a customer uh, who's very, very um, pleased with the service you've been providing, and they want to tell their friends and their network about it. Fantastic. Um, Unfortunately, the downside of that is, um, you know, the lifespan as as uh, Facebook becomes a more popular medium, as uh, Twitter and these other social uh, networks become more pop, uh, more popular, and the frequency of posting goes up, the lifespan of that message surviving is very very short. So if it's in my timeline and I don't log in for, you know, 24 hours, I may not see it. So while it's a good thing, it it doesn't have a long lasting effect. It's not like somebody's going to see that uh, for the long period as an endorsement of your agency. You know, this is the power. This is the power of um, social recommendations, a little bit off topic here, but the power of social recommendations on, on other platforms like uh, a like on your Facebook uh, fan page, or um, you know, a Google a Google uh, Places uh, testimonial. Yeah. So my response to this agent was that uh, the the economic value of that was pretty much nothing. Um, I don't want to say nothing. Let me back up from nothing. It was minimal, and this is why I think it was minimal. Because, and this is kind of what you said, Marty, but um, I think it's minimal because one person writing on their own page into their own stream uh, doesn't really do that much, right? Just like you said, it flies through, maybe a couple people see it, there's a little bit of value there, but ultimately um, it's, it's there and it's gone. There is a feature inside of Facebook now where people can actually leave reviews of your page that provide a star rating, and those are captured and live forever on your page. Now, how many people are actually going to your Facebook page? Not very many, right? People may see your posts in their stream. If you're, um, if you're paying to uh, promote some posts or doing some Facebook advertising to target markets, uh, and those people are drawn back, there might be a, a little more value there, and and frankly, if you're not if you're not paying for some form of promotion um, and, and you're heavily into Facebook, uh, you're 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 kind of missing the mark. But um, so there is something there. But I'd say in general, a review 
inside of Facebook has value when it is positioned next to uh, 20 other reviews. So if I'm listening to this podcast and I work inside an insurance carrier, a large organization that may be able, that may have, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of clients, depending on the size of the carrier. Uh, in that case, if you're doing things that are getting people to constantly be po- posting positively, so people are seeing it organically in their stream over and over and over again, that's where these type of things start to have value inside the world of Facebook. But well, and that's the power of brand, right? Yeah. So that comes down to brand value and messaging. And um, I don't know if, it, you know, there are a few carriers doing it well. There are far more uh, that are fairly agnostic to branding, it seems like they uh, tend to leave the branding to agencies. So, okay, so we'll, we'll go back to agencies. So I'm an agency and uh, I'm wondering where I can get the most, you know, I'm going to use the word economic value. I'm doing air quotes, even though you can't see me. Uh, economic value out of a review. I'm sending someone to Google or to Yelp. I don't like Yelp because Yelp has one of the most aggressive filtering systems I have ever seen. And if the if Yelp even sniffs that you sent them in any way, like a link from your website to Yelp, a lot of times they will uh, just completely never show that, that review ever. So you just wasted that client's effort. It's very, very frustrating. Um, I learned this lesson the hard way, and that's a story for another day. But... Uh, Really, the only way that you would ever have someone leave your review on Yelp is if you said to them, I need you to log into Yelp, I can't send you a link, you have to search for us, find our business, and then leave us a review, and that's a really heavy ask of a client, right? That's just a lot of work for them. But Google is a little different. So you can link to Google, Uh, you'd link to your Google Plus About page, Uh, your Google Places page, there's going to be a little button in the upper right-hand corner that's going to say... Uh, leave review, your client clicks on that, logs in, leaves their review, and now anytime your agency shows in Google search results, there's a star rating. And you may have seen this. I actually show a slide where uh, Josh Lipstone from Lipstone Insurance in North Carolina, he had like uh, six or seven reviews at the time. He may probably has more now. But uh, there was um, the local search results and though local search has been scrunched down to about three or four results now, at the time it was still the seven. It was called the seven pack. And you saw those and there would be a little, like little pins next to them and then a map on, on, pinned on the map. So you could see where these seven were. And he actually showed up in this search that I did as the number seven. So you would think that, oh, you know, out of all those places, he's kind of in the last one. Yet he was the only agency that had reviews and he had seven five-star reviews. So your eyes were immediately drawn, even though he was really towards the bottom of the page, your eyes were immediately drawn down to his agency and the fact that seven of his clients had taken the time to leave him a review. And that's an incredibly powerful piece of branding uh, in kind of the, the, the internet space. So if I'm thinking about reviews, Facebook reviews are great, especially if they come organically. It's a really good sign that your business is is providing good work. If you can get them to come to your Facebook page and leave a review there using the Facebook review kind of widget, that's probably the best thing that could happen on Facebook. After that, I'm trying to get everyone and drive everyone to Google because they're they're long tail, meaning they last forever. 
the stars have an incredible amount of social validation. Um, they help people feel more comfortable when they're researching your agency. So uh, when I'm thinking economic value from client reviews, I'm thinking Google first and foremost. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, essentially what we're doing, the, the easiest way to describe describe this whole process is think about the last time you went online shopping for anything and you went review this, you're on Amazon.com, you're looking at the reviews. We want to know that we're not the only person making this choice. And so we're looking for the experience that other people have had, even if we don't know those people. I mean, ideally, you'd love it if the person who was giving the positive review was somebody that the, that the new consumer knew. But even if we don't, we read those reviews because we want to understand what those people were thinking, are they like us, and what was their experience. And when you can round all those things out, it's, it's a powerful tool to help close the sale. Because people say, this person's like me, they liked it, I bet I'll like it too. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that whole social validation is, is such an incredible piece of, incredibly important piece of, of your digital presence and, and having testimonials on your site uh, goes a long way. But when you can show them not only testimonials on your own site, but show them testimonials of people who have actually logged into a different service and, uh, and mentioned you, uh, that's really powerful. Now, this is going to get a little tech. It's, it's, a, it's a little hacky, but I think uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, way of going about uh, showing, going back to the original question. Someone posts a positive recommendation of your agency on their own Facebook page. Okay. So one thing you can do is go to that post, and in the top right-hand corner is a little carrot. You click that carrot, and there will be an option, embed post. Click embed post, and what Facebook is going to give you is a little piece of code. You take that piece of code, you copy it, right? So it'll be all right there. You just highlight it and copy it, and you can post, you can uh, then uh, paste that on your website, and what will happen is it'll embed the Facebook post of this person right on your website. So if this was happening often and you wanted to collect these in one space, you could embed the posts onto your uh, website, which will feel a lot more real and raw than if you just typed in with like their picture. You know, you could kind of make that up, right? So like if you're, uh, as a consumer, you could look at that and say, well, geez, those could all be fake people. I don't know. But if they're, if you're, if you're embedding Facebook posts of people who put positive reviews on your site, that could have an incredibly powerful experience. There's a little, it's a little more techie, really. It's one-on-one level stuff. But I know a lot of people who are listening to this are not going to be able to use HTML or anything like that. So I'm not expecting you to. But your webmaster, whoever handles your site, especially if you have a WordPress website, uh, incredibly easy to do, uh, and uh, should not cost you really any money at all to have that done. So um, just something to consider. There are a lot of ways to display reviews, but. Um, Again, I would always go to Google if you can. So, uh, all right. So, that, so really appreciate the two questions that we got. Uh, the two guys that sent them in, I think both of them were very well thought out, interesting questions. And I was, I, I said to Marty, I go, I want to switch it up a little bit because we're getting all these great questions. And as much as we can try to pull them into the show and answer them, I think it provides really good content. And I was glad Marty agreed. So if you have questions that you'd like to get on the show, uh, ryan.hanley at trustedchoice.com or 
marty.agather at trustedchoice.com. If you hit either one of us up or just uh, put us both in there, uh, we'll, we'll try to get you an answer and then uh, potentially use that question on the show in the future. Uh, and just to remind everyone, Agency Nation Radio is brought to you in full by trustedchoice.com. Uh, trustedchoice.com, the leading referral generation and distribution platform for independent insurance agents. If you go to agencynation.com forward slash the word advantage, so agencynation.com forward slash the word advantage, you can learn more about our Advantage profile and just all the kind of robust features. Robust is kind of a strange word for me to say. I don't use that very often, but the, uh, all the features that you, that you get, including uh, additional referrals, targeted referrals. And if you haven't seen our new video on the Appetite Engine and what we're doing with our algorithm, I mean, this thing is becoming like Google-esque in its ability to sniff out uh, who this consumer is, what they're looking for, personal, commercial, life, health, whatever it is, and then driving them to the, the, a local independent insurance agent who has both the expertise and the appetite to write it. And you really only get that if you're an Advantage subscriber, which, you know, we're now over 3,000 Advantage subscribers growing every month. So just want to let you guys know that we love doing this show uh, and that it is 100% brought to you by trustedchoice.com. So with that said, Marty, I want to get on to our last topic. And this is actually an article that I found a couple weeks ago from Think with Google. Really cool website. If you like kind of nerdy, geeky, uh, psychological things going on and, and why certain searches happen and why people do different things online, Think with Google is a great, great resource. Um, and the thing that I found was, so here's the stat, right? Here's the stat that kind of a little light bulb over my head. Since 2011, Google searches, including the term near me, have increased 34x. So not 34%, but 34 times, which means that what people are doing is they're typing in you know, KFC, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, near me, uh, accounting, near me, insurance agent, near me, and all these different searches, near me, 80% of these, you know, 80% of this growth has come from mobile, which makes sense. So what I take away from these two stats is that, uh, and I'm going to show up here in a second, Marty, is that, you know, at a very high level, people are using their handheld devices, their mobile phones, to vo- to find providers of the service that they need and they're doing it in their local market. I think we're starting to swing back to using the internet, not you know, to be everywhere and everything to everyone, but to be the person for the thing in the market that that person is in. Marty. So there's a couple of things going on behind those numbers and that is that uh, 50% of the consumers who make that search near me actually visit the location that they searched for. 18% of those people buy something. These are not people that are just researching. These are people who have intent to buy. So there's a couple of things going on there, but first and foremost... Uh, you know, let's go back to the let's go back to the Google um, algorithm change of a few months ago. 
This is critical. If you want your agency to show in mobile search, you must have a mobile ready website. Ryan. So, you know, the, 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 the so what you just said is really the crux of the whole thing, right? Because when, when we're doing our presentations, um, one of the things that I make sure I always add in all my stories and all my examples is the revenue that the agent or the business or the carrier, whoever, the revenue that was produced is, is, cl- is, is close or as willing as that organization was to give me that information, right? So it's always about making money. That's what we're doing here. We are businesses. We're not, this isn't a philanthropic, this isn't a nonprofit uh, uh, endeavor that we're in here, right? Like we're business people. We're sales business people, whether you're on the carrier side, the agency side, the marketing side, this is a sales industry that we're in. So what Marty just said was, so think about that. Uh, 34% uh, or near me searches have increased 34x, 34 times, what they were in 2011, 80% of those are happening on mobile devices, and 18% of those people are buying the service, and what was it, 50% are visiting locations. So these aren't tire kickers. These aren't people who are coming in to waste your time. These are people who are on their mobile phone going, I need this thing, I need to find a provider. So maybe you're saying, well, you know, the type of client that needs me um, doesn't use the internet. And if you're listening to the show and you say that, it's probably been the worst 10 episodes of any podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. But <laughs> You're not going there, are you? You're not but, going there. But that being said, um, what, what's, what's happening here is that uh, these, these people are not tire kickers. They're, they're probably sitting at the dealership, right? So from the insurance side, think about someone sitting at the dealership. They have... Geico or State Farm or whatever, they haven't really been happy for a while, but they've never really had an impetus to switch, right? Nothing has really happened. And they just bought a brand new, you know, uh, SUV. It's it's the nicest car they've ever owned. And they've said, you know, it's time for me to really take my insurance seriously. Independent insurance agent near me. Enter. If you're not popping up in that search, you're missing out on that business because that person is looking to talk to someone and do business. They're not shopping. They're not kicking the tires. They're not researching. They're saying, I'm, I know that serious insurance business is done with independent insurance agencies, and I want to find one of those. I just don't have one. I'm sitting at this place. I'm waiting for them to do all my paperwork, and the guy, t- you sign all the documents, and then the the sales rep at the dealership just like leaves for half hour. You never know where they go and you're just sitting there. And you know, that, that, that time is time where people are starting to search on their mobile phone. And if you can capture that, this is just one example, right? If you can start to capture that, that's a home run. So, you know, I, I don't want to beat this topic up too much because I think it's fairly obvious and we are starting to write, run long. I just wanted to share this, this stat with everyone, but it's, it's the idea that when people are searching on their mobile phone, they're not researching. They're looking to do business, right? It's, it's a smaller screen. It's an action-oriented device, right? Like we have it with us in our life. We're not posted up at home at 9 p.m. after dinner, after the kids go to bed, you know, doing some research. We're on the phone or we're on our phone looking to do business in that moment. And um, for that reason, I think you know, more than ever having a strong website that is local oriented, that tells people exactly what you do, clean, professional with good 
clear calls to action. It is, it is, it is more important every single day. Two supporting facts to uh, bring this into crystal clarity. 32% of the searches that are occurring every day uh, that get to trustedchoice.com come from mobile devices and Google compare their stats are 55% of transactions are coming from mobile. So it's out there. It's, it's not a fad. Um, you know, the, the, the call to action is clear. It's uh, your decision to get after it. Yeah. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I think this has been a really, this has been a really kind of fun episode. I like doing the questions. I hope you guys will hit us up with some questions. Again, ryan.hanley at trustedchoice.com, marty.agather at trustedchoice.com. Uh, this episode, when it comes out, will be a few weeks away from the Young Agents Leadership Conference in New Orleans. If you're going to that, you know, uh, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter, ryanhanley underscore com. Let me know you're going to be there. We'd love to sync up with people. Marty and I got a really cool presentation we're doing with ACT, and then trustedchoice.com is doing a really cool, um, really in-depth dive in the afternoon with booze, 5 to 6 p.m. Cocktails. Yep, on Friday, uh, on Friday at that conference. So if you want to come by, you'll get a drink. If you're nice to us, you'll get a couple drinks, and you can learn a little bit more about trustedchoice.com and Agency Nation, ask your questions. I look forward to that event. That's going to be great. Uh, Marty, any closing words before we get out of here? Out. Perfect. 